Welcome to Awaken Bake, an educational, high vibrational, mystical, spiritual pot, I'm sorry, podcast from one girl, one beautiful joint, and a journey to awaken what's inside all of us. In the words of the very wise Wiz Khalifa, let's roll something to get the day started. Um, guys, we need to get real. Hey, it's me, Kels, your favorite spiritual mama. I am... Scorpio season fucks me every year, every year. And that's why I choose November to be my time of self-reflection because while it's fucking me and it's incredibly painful the ways <laughs> that it seems to rub my face in the things I need to know, it's hard, but I do need to know this stuff. So, um, Bear with me. This is this is try number, um, let me see, eight for this episode of this podcast. That is not including the tries from last night, which was Wednesday night when I was supposed to be doing this. Today it's now, now it's like Thursday at five o'clock, um, which if you've been here for a while, you know, 6 a.m. Mondays and Thursdays, we're here. Today we were not here. Um, I am blaming it on the chaotic energy that's in the fucking world right now and the new moon at Scorpio did not help that. So bear with me. Today, we're going to talk about the Twin Flames universe. Now, Danny is going to be doing a YouTube video on this as well. I, She's going to get really into kind of the exact specifics of what's going on with the Twin Flames universe. There's a documentary on Netflix. I urge you to go and listen to it. Twin Flames Universe is a cult that was started by Jeff and Shalia. I believe it's pronounced Ayan, A-Y-A-N, Ayan, so Jeff and Shalia Ayan. They are a couple that met in 2012 on Facebook. Jeff was in Hawaii. Shalia was in Sedona, Arizona. They met and like, I had a very strange interaction, like a, someone, I don't remember which one, one of them made like a kind of crude sexual joke and then like they talked from there and that which, which, hey, hey, to be fair, when my wonderful husband first messaged me on Tinder, he told me that he didn't have a dog, but he had a picture. Uh, he sent me a picture of a plant and said, I don't have a dog, but I have a mini palm or something like that. And my response was, is that like a euphemism for your penis? Why would you tell me it's little? Uh, but that's because that was funny. A mini palm. Like, why would you start with that? Um, so like, I'm not, I'm not totally hitting on the, I'm not going to say it was or wasn't a red flag, but that's how this relationship got started. And then from there, it was kind of like they just decided that we want to ruin people's lives and manipulate. Now, mostly Jeff. Shalia is definitely um, abused. And I know it's hard to say that as an outsider on a relationship. Um, so I'm not trying to preach or anything like that. <laughs> That is not what I'm doing. I just, um, from, you can watch the documentary, like I said, go watch it. Um, the way he yells at her, tells her to shut the fuck up. Um, even the way he speaks about her weight and her worth and how sexuality is tied in, like, it just is very, um, it's, it's giving abuser. Um, so anyways, they met, they got married. They believe that they had this like deep spiritual connection, um, which they were calling a twin flame. Now, we've all heard of twin flames. Honestly, we've all heard a lot of different 
stories behind what a twin flame really is. Um, A twin flame in your life can be a great, beautiful thing. It can also be something that's kind of hard. It can also, it can be kind of mis misdiagnosed as a twin flame. And sometimes like it, it, it means that, that relationship might look like a twin flame, but it's really just someone there who's there to teach you a lesson that might be kind of a harsh lesson. Um, and tw- you can have multiple twin flames. Like it's not, uh, it's not like a soulmate. A twin flame doesn't necessarily meet you in every uh, life that you live. I believe I'm speaking correctly, but like I said, it's it's one of those things that's like a very um, obscure term. When Danny and I do this podcast, we are speaking to you as fellow fellow students of the universe. Okay, we are not. I'm not trying. I'm what I'm saying is not the gospel. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> so like, right, what I kind of, what I feel in my heart of hearts as twin flame is might be different from you. That's just the way it is. Not if you're a follower of Jeff and Chilia and you are a member of the twin flame universe. Basically, uh, they prey on, they prayed on, they started off by praying on the vulnerable. Um, a lot of people who went through a heartbreak and needed someone to give them hope. And that's what cult leaders do is they they pick people who are at their almost breaking point. They prey on that. They Oh, it's so I don't like to say evil because I almost don't believe like evil is really a thing because I am such a an optimist and I believe in positivity like wholeheartedly and love and that love is the answer. So to even like truly acknowledge that there is evil, evil is so hard for me to do. Um, so they're as close to evil as I can really imagine someone getting, um, Jeff, especially doing this. Um, for example, one of the people that they spoke about, uh, in the documentary, she also was in it and she actually was also one of the first people to ever speak out about the Twin Flames universe back in 2020, she did an interview with Vanity Fair, and there was an incredible article um, written by Alice. I don't want to say it wrong, Heinz, uh, and it was a very interesting article. But I had read, the, I had watched the documentary first, so when I went back and read that article, I was able to pick out which person it was because now she's able to come forward. And in the article, she goes by Katie, um, but her true name is L. And L's story was, and I am paraphrasing. Elle is incredible. She does some wonderful things. She is a survivor. When Jeff and Shalia targeted her, she was just coming out of a very serious relationship that she thought was with her, the person that she was going to marry. She had moved for them. She had gotten in a horrible accident and had some really bad medical um, problems resulting from that. Then she was broken up with. And so she was really in a place of like lost. Like she had no friends. She had moved to this new place. She was very, very vulnerable. (laughs) Like the kind of vulnerable that we all know we've been at. And like we're happy that we didn't have some person telling us that they had the answer to it. Um, And unfortunately, the answer that they had for her uh, was not like what you should give your best friend, not what you're going to give your gal pal. It's what a psycho would tell you to do. And that is that that person that broke up with her was her twin flame. Now, they also made their followers believe, make, I believe that they are still up and running. I, I don't quote me on that. It's hard to, it's so hard once things come out like these, like the documentaries, because they kind of go into hiding and it's hard to tell if they're going into hiding and if they've stopped or if they've just kind of are keeping it to who's, you know, the core group that's already involved. Um, 
lost my train of thought. Anyways, L. So she became a part of this group. She found hope in it. And she speaks a lot about what they call mirror exercising. And that was what they did to help you to heal so that your twin flame would be ready for you, kind of. Uh, and the mirror exercise was essentially that whatever you're saying someone else is feeling about you or doing or any of that, turn it back on yourself. So mirror it. So you're going to say, he doesn't love me. Mirror that and to say, I don't love me. Um, I, I feel like these cults and stuff, they use these buzzwords like mirroring or twin flame, these spiritual words that we all know and love and have this deep connection and like trust to um, because they're spiritual and like we know of them to be these beautiful, pure things. Um, and they, they just pervert that and they take advantage of people who truly want to be better. They want to better themselves. They want to better the world. They want to heal. They want love. And that's what makes it so heartbreaking situations like this. Just like Teal Swan, we did an episode about her a few months back, maybe almost a year ago now. Go listen to that. And what I want to do in this episode is I want to emphasize the point that please just never give someone your power. You simply by being you, by being a person here in this world, on this planet, right now, in this moment, you are worthy of all of the power that the universe has to offer. There is nothing more, nothing less than you need to do than be breathing and open. And that's where we make the mistake. That's where we're, 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 we're struggling to, get to attain that love. It's because we're not open. It is not because we do not have that connection. And Jeff is constantly telling these people who follow him looking for hope that he is the only answer, that he has the answers, that he has the power to bring them closer to God so that they can get forgiveness and whatever the fuck they believe. I kind of think they're like a Christian thing. He believes he's the fucking second coming of Jesus Christ. So clearly he's, you know, working through some shit. Um, they also like, they call her, Shalia, the mother of Christ. They have a daughter that they spoke about how she is like, and they phrased it in a really weird way. And I don't even remember exactly. And I should have written it down, but like that their daughter is like going to only be sexually satisfied by God. I Just like very insane stuff. And I think these people have the perfect recipe to control other people. And that is right, that they target these people who are desperate, desperate for anyone to listen, desperate for anyone to give them hope, to give them a home, to give them friendship. They then alienate those people from the people who really do love them and help them. So many stories in this documentary were about mothers and sisters, family members who lost their family member, their beloved to this cult because they were told that their family does not love them. And if they ever do break out of it, all of the families that were, again, just in the documentary, but have said that they're there for with open arms, they know that this person is just hurting. They know that they are not bad. They still have that love for him. They, they're holding on to that love. And I just think that's so beautiful because it's so hard when someone believes something, they believe it. You cannot change that. You can you can give them opportunities 
to see past the the rose-colored glasses, but you cannot see for them. You cannot do that. So to just be there and give love. If you know someone who is in a situation like this, honestly, it's kind of like an MLM. Like you just have to give factual evidence just surrounded by a ball of love. It cannot be an attack. It cannot because then those people who have that control over them will use that as an example of how they're not worthy of the love that you have or something like that, you know? And if you feel like you have been or are even in a situation where you have a person who you think of as your like guru, and I don't, I, I, that word makes me uncomfortable now. I, I, I don't, and again, these are my personal beliefs, but I don't believe that there is any one person who simply by, based on anything, any, absolutely anything, there is no one who is better than other people. There is no one who is a step above. There is, we are all exactly the same. We have different situations, different experiences. Some are great. Some are absolutely horrific. But at the end of the day, we all have the exact same connection. We all have that exact same feeling we we have that capability and in, in the end we all we all die we all you know there's nothing we are all no one is more invincible than anyone else no one is more worthy than anyone else no one is more powerful than anyone else i feel like this world would be such a better place if people would just fucking let go of the need to be above other people we are all just fucking trying it gets me so worked up um this this just evil like i said i don't like that word but this evil uh, mis uh, i don't want to say mis i uh what's the word i don't know i don't know guys this persona of spirituality this this like mask of it that people wear to get to uh, to get people, it's just like religions. How, and I'm not speaking for all religions. I'm not speaking for all parishes or all examples. But I can speak for my Catholic upbringing and the churches that I attended and things like that. I, I how do we think that this one person, this priest, has an answer that I can't have? What makes them because they devoted their life? But that doesn't make sense. Because if that's what God, like it, none of it makes sense. Just, just, ah. Oh. One of the other really evil things um, that Jeff and Shalia did was they they created what's called divine dish. And this is kind of a theory of mine. I don't know that this is totally true. Like I don't, I'm not, but I, it's a meal plan basically. So it's essentially, they believe that these foods help your mind. However, they've also said that like foods, exercise, and medical attention doesn't help your body at all. So like it, they just don't make any sense. They're constantly contra contradicting themselves. But they have this these meal plans that people pay for. And I mean, lots of money, hundreds of dollars for these meal plans. If you have even like a fourth grade level understanding of nutrition, this meal plan makes no sense. Um, it's pretty much all like red meat, hot dogs, carbs, which are all fine. Like 
it, I'm not saying you shouldn't be eating those at all, um, but red meat is a known carcinogen that can lead to stomach cancer and colon cancer. That's like a fact. So while no, I'm not saying cut it out completely, but eating it in excess does increase your chances of cancer. Um, carbs, not bad. I'm not saying everyone should be gluten-free. I just had spaghetti last night. Fucking loved it. Um, however, they can add to, I don't know what the, guys, I just like completely got distracted, um, because I thought Phoebe woke up and I heard a cry. Um, and so I completely, completely just lost that. Um, but carbs, 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 carby, carb, carbs. Um, they are delicious. Um, but they can like slow you down and they can make you feel heavy. Um, like sugars can, like I, all I've eaten today is chocolate. I'll be honest. Um, and it's fine to have some, but if you want to feel your best, you want to be your best. There are ways that to fuel your body that are better. And I think anyone, again, who has any level of knowledge of nutrition knows that that is not it. Like this is not the answer. This is not the best way to be feeding yourself. This is not the most effective way to fuel your body. Um, and I think the reason that he chose to do this was that not many people would be able to fall for it unless they're so brainwashed that they will do anything he says. So I kind of see the divine dish as like a test that he had for his followers to see if they were really willing to believe anything that he tells them and do anything that he wants them to do. Because he then, as the documentary goes on and it goes on along with um, time, so like as it progresses, um, he yells at his students. He tells them they're being bitches and they're fucking ridiculous and uh, like to suck it up. He like all kinds of just horrible, nasty things he says to them. Um, And it's just really like disturbing. And it just breaks my heart. Never, ever, ever let someone tell you what to eat like that. Like, I I just, yeah. So anyways, I, I, I'm, I'm now losing it. My, my ADHD medicine's wearing off. Um, and like I said, Scorpio energy has been fucking with me. Insane. The fucking state of the world is fucking, I, I am like at the top of my withstanding limit. Um, I also think I'm PMSing. I don't know because my cycle hasn't regulated since the having the baby and the breastfeeding and like, yeah, I'm like, I, I am at max stimulation right now. I'm, I, I'm at my max, um, which then makes me feel like a fucking ridiculous person because there are people in the world who are going through an unimaginable level of trauma right now. And like, I, like I, I'm, and I'm sitting here complaining about this. So what I'm saying is I am fighting so many internal, internal battles, external battles. I just like, I I feel like this is like a constant time. And so when I watched this documentary last night, I just like, I was floored because I, I, I just, oh my God, we need to stop preying on the innocent. We need to stop preying on the innocent. Like we need to stop preying on each other at all. But like, the way that the pattern that I am seeing right now unfold before me seems to be like vulnerable people 
are being attacked. And I know that I'm not saying anything new. I'm not, but I'm just saying like, I'm having a very um, vivid uh, come to Jesus moment, if you, if you will, about like just how insane society, like I'm, I'm very existential. I'm very existential. I'm also reading Martin Luther King Jr.'s autobiography, which has led me to like reframe so much, so much, guys, so much. I'm reaccepting that not all like pastors are bad because, right, he was a pastor and he was, when I tell you that I think the greatest disservice that my public school education gave me in upstate New York, it is that we did not talk about Martin Luther King Jr. more. I thought I, like the I Have a Dream speech in the March on Washington was kind of like, that was, boom, ta-da, the civil rights. Now, I'm not saying it was easy after that, but I, I thought that was a bigger step than it really was, is all I'm saying. There was still a lot more war after that, you know, civil rights debacle after that. Um, and Hey, I, it's on me. I, who, like I said, my, my public school education, my white privilege that made me feel like I did not need to take it upon myself to learn more at the time. Uh, it has all been shooketh and I am now like, I'm just trying my best to be my best to help the world. I and and to do that, I've said it before. I I can only heal myself. That is all I can do. And I'm just like death gripping onto the fact that if I heal myself, I know I am adding, even if it's just like a tiny little fraction of a piece of energy of positivity to the vibration of this world, then I am happy. Like I just my mark will be a one of positivity and love. And that's got to comfort me. And I like, that is my plea <laughs> to this, to, to, is, is just that, please let this be the right thing. This is all I can do. I, I am meditating. I am in the therapy. I am talking to my friends. I am talking to my family. I am being open. I am like, I, I am reading, I am educating. I just took a course on Palestine and the history. Like I, I just, um, I'm doing all the work that I need to do. And now I'm just using this as like therapy. I'm doing all the work I need to do. Um, and I'm just, uh, I guess, kind of overwhelmed by the realization of how much work there is. Like, I knew we were fucked. And now I'm like, oh, okay, no, no, no. <laughs> we're fucked. Uh, and if you can pick up on the difference, then you know where I'm at. Uh, and so I'm also trying to remember that we got to keep fighting forward though. Like we got to keep going, um, which I am. This is, this is me keeping going. Uh, it clearly looks like insanity. I don't know if you guys happen to right. If you're not listening to this the next day, the day that I'm posting it, then you won't have known my Instagram stories from last night, but my Instagram stories from last night, I literally was like just writing out my reaction to my therapy session, like having a mental breakdown on Instagram, um, which, hey, you know what? For a millennial, I feel like that's just kind of classic. It's a rite of passage. <sighs> I don't have the answers. No one has the answers. No, there's, there is not one person in the world that has the answers, that, that, that knows what the right thing to do right now is. And if you ever have someone tell you that they do, 
that is the biggest red flag of these cult situations of of being abused and manipulated and made to forget who you are and how powerful you are if someone is telling you that they they know they know what you need they don't and if you are in a place where you're listening to this and you're feeling like you need someone to tell you what you need find someone to be there with you in that space and help you to find out for yourself because no one can tell you those things. It sucks. I wish we could have someone else do the work. I wish we could just say fuck it and move, but we can't. We can't. We, these we all have our own our own journeys, our own lessons, our own fucking dialect of spiritual knowledge. It, it can't be shared. For some people, it looks like prayer and church on Sundays and helping the homeless. For some people, it looks like meditation. For some people, it looks like running. These answers aren't universal. These answers aren't written down anywhere. These answers are only within you. These you you are the only one who can unlock them. You are the only one who can listen to the voice within you telling you to just look in. And I promise you I'm not trying to sit here saying that so that you think that I have the answers because I fucking don't. If there's anything that you just have gotten out of this 25 minutes of rambling, it is that I feel lost as fuck. I feel helpless. I feel confused. Um, I feel guilty. I feel a lot of fucking guilt. I feel like I should have been better earlier as far as a lot of this. I feel like the world should have been better earlier, but we weren't. We this this is what's happening. What's happening is happening. And so I'm just I'm checking myself, man. I don't know shit. And I'm just doing my best. Stay high. Bye.